Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. Sorry I missed last week, motherfuckers. What? No, I don't talk like that. Sorry I missed last week. Uh, moving really got the best of me. But now I'm coming to you uh, from the new studio, a.k.a. my bedroom, which has a window, a single pane window that faces a busy street. So if you hear some road noises, I'm sorry. I'm going to start going to Guitar Center and renting a soundproof room to record in. But that ain't this week. That's next week. Uh, so yeah, if you hear some noises, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I live basically in the parking lot of an abandoned mall because that's where I'm at in life. And, um, strangely still high traffic despite the mall being abandoned. So you might hear some sounds, whatever. Hey, this is a good time to mention our sponsor, Diet A&W. Diet A&W root beer because dicks don't burp on themselves. Hey, Diet A&W, since sales of your diet sodas have skyrocketed since sponsoring my show, maybe you should pay me more and I can have a real studio. Um... And actually, I wish I had a Diet A&W here with me. I have not stocked the fridge at the new place yet with Diet A&W products. Diet A&W, because I want them to send me free product. Um, this episode is also brought to you by Hanes. Hanes 100% cotton granny panties. Let that kitten breathe. And that's right, I, um, <clears throat> I'm not bragging, I'm not complaining, I'm making a statement of facts. Uh, I have very small vulva, I have very little external genitals, my pussy looks like when they would like photoshop the Playboy stuff because they couldn't have beef curtains or whatever, and um, the skinnier, when I'm skinnier than the, the outer labes, they get skinnier, and uh, it's really funny, because you don't think about that as an area that gains and loses weight, and I think maybe in some people it does it, but like, God has blessed me with very even fat distribution, and that includes my labes, and now as a scrawny little thing, I uh, don't have a lot of labes on the outside, there's no bumper from a bowling, if you know what I mean. Uh, where is I heading with this? Yeah, so I think mine's more of a kitten than a cat. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, Hanes, 100% cotton granny panties. Let that kitten, cat, or tiger breathe. Uh, let's talk about it. I... Um, you can send a trick, a picture of yourself wearing nothing but a pair of Hanes granny panties and a Hanes signature wife beater. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to say that anymore. A Hanes signature guinea tea. And tricks will like that because tricks like a hoe whose cat can breathe. <laughs> Are these the best ad reads you've ever heard? Yeah, me neither. Okay, this episode today is about Merkins. And Merkins are like a running joke. They come up a lot, strangely, in conversation, I feel. Merkins are referenced a lot. And what's a Merkin? A Merkin is a pubic wig. And why would somebody without pubes want to wear a pubic wig? Well, the reasons are multiple, but I'm going to take you to a quote from 
a uh, hairstylist uh, and um, member of the Hair and Makeup Guild about the historical importance of pubic hair. And for reference point, this quote is about Cleopatra who existed in the B.C. times. That's right, before Christ. It's weird that that is how we mark time. Anywho, all right, here's my quote. Cleopatra was known for her beautiful, long, luxurious pubic hair, which she proudly wore, brushed, and oiled. And she was known to admire and display her pubic hair in the shiny marble floors and the light, diaphanous gowns of the time. So, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting the quote from this article. This fucking broad was so proud of her long, luxurious pubic hair that she had people polishing the marble floors of her palace so that they would reflect her fucking bush and she could look at it and everyone could look at her bush. That's some bush pride. Okay. Uh, relates Sayer, who works in Burbank at the Makeup Artists and Hairstylists Guild. Otherwise, in ancient Egypt, most citizens, noble or otherwise, were required to shave their pubic and body hair to rid themselves of lice. Uh, noble and wealthy people were known to wear wigs, and it is thought that a type of merkin was fashionable. It could be worn to show that they were rich enough to maintain their pubic hair. So, there are reasons to believe that merkins existed all the way back in ancient Egypt. And the reason was that when hygiene wasn't popping, we didn't have plumbing, we didn't have washer dryers. People living in uh, communal uh, settings, they shared lice. And uh, in order to cut back on that shit, they would shave their body hair. And But they didn't want... They wanted it to like... They didn't want to look like some broke ass who lived in a, you know, a flop house, which, listen, the, in, in this economy, we all live in a flop house. Anyways, and I uh, flop on your dad's stick. Anyways, um, so they would uh, shave their shit and then they'd put a wig on their head and a wig on their pubes. And... This is going to set you up for this episode just to say that there isn't a lot of solid recorded history about Merkins. Believe it or not, while they were busy writing shit down in historical record, they didn't really focus on pubic hair. So a lot of the history of the Merkin is speculation. So here we are. We think maybe we had Merkins in ancient Egypt, but we don't know. The Oxford Companion to the Body dates the uh, earliest confirmed existence of a Merkin to the 1450s. Um, and uh, these Merkins were made of a variety of soft fabrics or hair. It is often stated that a popular material for Merkins uh, historically was beaver pelt, which is further widely claimed to be the origin of the modern use of beaver as a pseudonym for lady parts. Uh, however, it seems that there was no such popularity of beaver pelts for merkins. Um, the documented examples of uh, materials that merkins were made out of were human hair, horse hair, or goat hair. Um, the first known instance of beaver, meaning vagina, didn't appear, appear until 1927. So this sort of um, 
folktale that back in the 1450s, uh, people were in beaver pelts on their pew or on their puss, and then they started calling pussies beavers. Not true. Not true. Okay. So, would you like to hear uh, the little poem with the first known use of the word beaver, meaning vagina? Yes, you do. Yes, you do, because I put it in my notes. Um, (laughs) This is going to be a fast episode. Uh, Let me tell you, I, number one, have not had my riddle in yet. Number two, I've had one cup of coffee, and normally in the mornings, I have an entire pot of coffee and an energy drink, and I don't have that at my house right now, and I have to leave to go get an energy drink, but I wanted to record this, and so, sorry, I'm going to adjust the mic. So here we are. Okay. Uh, So anyways, I have a headache is what I'm saying. I'm trying to cut back on my caffeine intake. I seriously am. Um, That said, I had a uh, Ulani, I think it's called, energy drink with 200 milligrams of caffeine right before bed last night. And I slept like a dream. So obviously my titration down isn't working that great. The only time I haven't had a lot of caffeine this week was the day that I drank an entire weed soda, which it turned out was 75 milligrams. And the other cans in that line are only 25 milligrams. And I didn't realize, and I was so stoned. I was stoned for like 24 hours. It was a fucking problem. But I didn't consume a lot of caffeine during that time period because I was mostly laying in bed. Uh, What? I digress. Okay, first known. Do you like this? Do you like this? The ADD happy hour? You love it? It's fun for you? Great. This fucking caffeine withdrawal headache is kicking in. Uh, and it's so fucked up. Like in the past couple weeks, I've had several friends comment, uh, especially the ones that I've traveled with, comment on my caffeine intake. Like, ooh, Sydney drinks a lot of caffeine. And um, they're not wrong, but like it's friends who like drink heavily. And so <laughs> I'm like, don't come for me, boo. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, okay, first known instance. Of beaver, meaning vagina, didn't appear until 1927 in Immortalia. Um, oh, I cut out the name of the writer. Uh, okay, we don't know his name. Okay, but this poem is called A Gentleman About Town. And it states, There was a young lady named Eva, filled up the bathtub to receive She took off her clothes from her head to her toes, and a voice at the keyhole yelled, Beva. You see, in this scenario, uh, Eva, Receiva, and Beaver rhyme, so you have to say Beva. All right, so, like, why were people wearing merkins in the 1450s? Well, it was because of pubic lice. Because this is just, like, until, like, modern hygiene people had lice and it was what it was like now I mean you still exchange microbes with people in a close setting which is actually good for you I have read that people who do jujitsu have really strong microbiomes because you have a microbiome not only in your gut but on your skin and people who do jujitsu they're constantly exchanging sweat with other people and therefore they are diversifying their microbiome because the microbiome, which is pretty much the coolest fucking thing in pop science, it's it's like a garden, you know what I mean? And you want to have biodiversity in order to have... You don't want to have a monoculture uh, 
No, monocropping. You don't want monocropping. It fucking, it's not great. It depletes the soil. But you get some biodiversity and you have a hardy farmland, a.k.a. Uh, microbiome but so like exchanging cooties can actually be really good for you as long as those cooties aren't uh, let's say staff which do you guys remember the 2000s hey kids do you remember the 2000s staph infections were running rampant our biggest concern was antibiotic resistant uh, staph MRSA um, and they it was really hitting the gay community hard and they were recommending that uh, people persons promiscuous persons particularly gay men's would sh they were like shower before and after sex and have some HIBA cleanse which is like what you scrub in and out of surgery with they were like keep that shit in your shower and scrub things with it because uh, you don't want to catch uh, MRSA from sex and now no one cares because we have COVID to worry about or whatever um, so yeah like share swapping microbiomes can be really good for you it can also be really bad if those things are uh, body lice or uh, stuff anyways <sighs> so pubic lice people would shave their pubes and uh they didn't want to be bare because basically it was a looks thing because it was like so exposed and it just wasn't normal back then. Like think back to an era before digital media, before the internet, before porn, before print pornography, sex wasn't this like fucking wide open thing where you like everyone was shaved and you saw everything in HD. Like sex used to be people poking each other, but like it happened under the veil of pubic hair. And so like it was more, and a lot of times you just like lift, like a dude would pull, whip it out his pants and like the chick would lift up all her bustles and it would go in there. People weren't like butt naked having sex with the lights on, busting it open full view you know what I mean which is great which is great for them and I'll say why because as a woman and I'm sure men have their insecurities too but as a woman in certain positions the man can see your butthole during sex <clears throat> and if I had booty hair and a big old like layered skirt there would be some decency in it but instead I am burdened with worrying if People think I have an ugly butthole. And we've talked about this before. I think it's been it's been way too long since I've mentioned it. But the fact that I am concerned about the aesthetics of my butthole, I would like to believe is pretty privilege. Like, I have nothing else to fucking worry about. I don't have to worry about my mustache or my saggy eyelids or how my tits look like two tube socks with a couple nipples in the end. <laughs> Or how if you lose a lot of weight in your late 30s, the skin on your hips will just look like ball skin, like literally it's just fucking ball skin. Anyways, no, I don't worry about any of that. I worry about the aesthetics of my butthole. Like, oh my God, does he think my butthole is ugly? Is he going to break up with me? Um, so, but se yeah, sex wasn't this like super graphic thing back then. It was like the dudes had a big old fucking bush and I'm just picturing listen, I'm doing some Eurocentric history here, right? So I'm picturing some white dudes with a little dick and a big old bush, and it's just it's just poking out of the shrubbery. And then the woman has a big old bush, and they're just finding each other. And the pubes 
are meshing like Velcro. And it feels good, but no one's getting a full picture of what's happening. And that's how sex was popping. So, like, you, the necessity of shaving your pubes to prevent lice, it's, like, an ugly thing that everyone had to do, right? But no one wanted their genitals, like, fully exposed how embarrassing, how embarrassing that a man could see the inner and outer folds of a woman's labia, her clitoris peeking out from under its hood. Hello? Hello? And I'm, and by the way, I'm just picturing E.T. in the little hoodie in the basket. That's the clit in this scenario, just fucking trying to phone home. Uh, why am I like this? Why am I like this? Because I am. Because God don't make mistakes. And he made me pretty to make up for my personality. I'm just kidding. God didn't make me pretty. A series of plastic surgeons made me pretty. Anyways. Anyways. Shave the pubes. Get rid of the lice. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm so exposed. I need a Merkin. I need a Merkin for decency, for dignity, to cover up my genitals which are dirty dirty you know well and we're dealing with people like under christian rule these are the same fucking colonizers who moved to india and made women start wearing shirts because they because breasts ooh, cover those breasts those dirty breasts um it's just colonization's really shitty in history um so anyways a lot of people and a lot of things that you will read will say that they also use Merkins to cover up the signs of syphilis. Like, and I found several articles saying like, oh yeah, they would, they'd have sores from syphilis. So they would put a pubic wig, they'd glue a pubic wig over it. And this is likely not true because, um, well, there doesn't seem to exist much in the way of any real evidence to support this claim. Um, and so it's highly unlikely and here's why. And I didn't write this down in my notes, but syphilis, most of the signs, like if you had syphilis, because this is pre-antibiotics, people knew you had fucking syphilis because like you would have, there's the initial syphilis outbreak, which for women usually presents on the cervix and there might be like discomfort. I think there's discharge, whatever, but then there's secondary syphilis and tertiary syphilis and maybe i'll do a whole episode about it because a couple years when i was watching that show the nick and he was giving nose he gave a nose job or reconstruction to a woman with syphilis i went on a bender on reading about syphilis but the signs of uh syphilis are visible like it'll show on someone's skin arms their nose would cave in like you could tell if someone had syphilis when they were fully clothed. So, like, it wasn't just genital sores that they you could stick some hair over. And also, like, men could easily then just, like, kind of peek under the pubic wig and go, oh, there's sores. I don't want that. Um, yeah, syphilis was a whole body disease. And uh, people could tell that you had it. So, like, a Merkin isn't doing much to hide that. Um it's also suggested that um, sex workers of the time, and mind you, it wasn't like a lot of articles will be like sex workers use these to hide their dirty fucking diseases. Well, guess what? Everyone had fucking diseases because um, there were no condoms and there were no antibiotics. So men would visit the sex workers and then they would give the disease to their wives. It just was what it was. Um, 
venereal de- disease ran rampant. So like these articles that are like sex workers used Merkins. Everyone fucking used Merkins. Everyone had, mi- had mites. These, this is an era where women would have 10 babies. Five would live. You're all living in a one room flat, sleeping on a giant like mat made of hay stuffed into a sack on the ground. People are sharing fucking mites. They're everywhere. They're, everyone's sh- shaving their fucking pubes. People are shaving their heads and wearing wigs. There's fucking mites everywhere. It's not just sex workers. However, uh, there is evidence to state that some sex workers would use different color merkins to keep things exciting for their customers. So, like, they might be a brunette, but they would get, like, a blonde merkin and be like, ooh, look at this. Mmm, isn't this spicy? Keep coming back for more. You never know who you're going to get. So, that might have been a thing. Uh, Ew. Okay, today merkins are made out of, like, nylon, human hair, or even yak's belly. Did not look further into that. I think I wrote that without even thinking. Yak's belly, huh? So they are um, made similar to the way that you make a lace front wig, uh, which I'm sure we are all familiar with. Oh, we're not? Okay. Well, let me further explain. Uh, A lace front wig is a wig that has a more natural hairline because... Picture a piece of thin, fine lace, and then individual hairs are, like, looped through, like, we've all made a latch hook rug, right? Okay. Well, we haven't. Okay. The way a rug, a latch hook style rug is made, not a braided rug, uh, it or, like, a woven rug, but we're talking about a hooked rug, it's, like, a grid of fat, like... It's a flat grid, and then the yarns are looped through so that they hold on to that. And, like, that's how a lace front wig is made. It's a thin piece of lace, and then you use a tiny little tool, and you loop the hairs through individually one by one. It is very time-consuming. But then what you get is you get the edge of lace, which you can then glue, you glue it down with, like, spirit gum, and you have a natural hairline unless you look super close because you trim the lace to match the hairline and then you have this perfectly fitted, it looks as real as one can get for a wig. Uh, And that is how a lace merkin is made. So that's like a really common way to make a merkin, especially in um, like in the movie making, in the movie industry, that would be how that's done. and uh, they will do it, like, custom so that it fits, like, the actors, like, the hair matches, the texture, the whatever, and they'll glue that shit on. Or it can be attached to a transparent G-string, um, which is, like, the way, like, obviously that wouldn't work for sex, but now, <sighs> let me back up. Let me back up, because I'm talking about movies now. Um The reason Merkins are used in film, which is a predominant area of their modern use, is because, number one, it's a period flick, and they... The actor has modern pubic hair. They've waxed. They've lasered. They're unable to grow a bush. They're unable. They cannot grow a bush, or they don't have time to grow a bush, or whatever. you got to put a Merkin on it if you're doing a nude scene set in an era that um, 
people had pubes. And I remember when, uh, who is that? Ang Lee? I think it's Ang Lee who made Brokeback Mountain. When he made his Woodstock movie, which I've never seen, they had a lot of difficulty casting extras because in the 60s, bodies were a little more middle ground. Um, and they said now everyone is either, you know, we have a quote-unquote obesity epidemic, so people um, are either bigger than they used to be or the people who are thin are overly fit. And, like, that didn't used to be such a dichotomy. Like, and I think about it now and the people I know. And, yeah, people I know are either, like, overweight or, like, insanely fit. Um, and so Ang Lee said, you know, he was having trouble finding body types who were just kind of, like, lean but not muscular, just, like, kind of a natural medium body and also bodies that have pubic hair and don't have breast implants, et cetera, et cetera. Like, nude bodies today look different than nude bodies did in the 60s. And so uh, enter the Merkin, right? Uh, enter, <laughs> isn't there like a kung fu movie called Enter the Dragon? Well, I'm going to make a parody called Enter the Merkin. Uh, anyways, so, so like, pu my fucking brain is quicksand right now. My eyes are sinking deep into my skull. My mind is quicksand. I am having severe caffeine withdrawals. Still overwhelmed with a sense of impending diarrhea, which you think wouldn't be possible without caffeine. And I, I just realized I lied to you at the beginning of the show when I said I just had one cup of hot coffee. I also had a cup of cold brew. I did a 24-hour toddy in my fridge. Uh, so I've had two coffees, but it's still not enough. But apparently it's enough to inspire a bout of diarrhea, which is what I do best. Um, because being keto means peeing out your asshole sometimes, I guess. Anyway... Why am I like this? Remind me, please play this clip next time I complain that no wealthy man has swept me off my feet and made me a lady of leisure so that all I have to focus on is the podcast and I don't have to worry about working anymore. Play the clip back where I talk about how I pee out my asshole and I'm riddled with diarrhea. Um, okay, so like Merkins are used in movies because period dramas, yes, yes, or yes. Also, because the uh, I believe it's the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association, Association, whatever the fuck that stands for, they will give it an NC 17 rating if they see lab. Like, if there's labia showing. So, if you have a full bush in a nude scene, you can get an R rating, basically, is what's happening there. So, they will um, often have the actor wear a merkin just to literally conceal the genitals, which goes back to the same reason we talked about in the 1450s. It's just for privacy reasons. Get some hair there. You have, you get some privacy because you're wearing a fur bikini. Um, and so that's common. Um, Kate Winslet in the reader comes up a lot because she grew her pubes out, but they weren't, wouldn't get dense enough to cover her, uh, labia and so then they because she's like just years of waxing this shit isn't I'm not going to get a full bush and also like different people have different bushes and let me tell you something I saw my mom naked when she was in her late 50s 
And she has a full bush, but like her pubes don't curl anymore because she's old. She's old. The pubes don't have the energy to curl. My dog, Frank, he started out jet black and now he's jet black with a lot of white, but his black isn't really jet black anymore. It's more of like a brown. And in fact, his tail has like reddish undertones because he's old. His body doesn't want to make black fur anymore. It's too much work. He's making brown fur now. And Deborah's pubes, they aren't making them curly anymore. Her body's like, we'll grow them, but we ain't going to curl them. Uh, so everyone's bush is different. And um, so Kate Winslet couldn't grow a full curly bush. So they made her a merkin. And she was like, I'm going to have to draw the line there. You can shoot my beaver up close, but I won't wear a pubic wig. Um, that's not a great Kate Winslet impression, but anyways, that's what she said on the talk show circuit. She's like, I'm drawing the line. I'm not wearing a Merkin. You can shoot my labia, but I don't want to wear a Merkin. Um, which is interesting. Uh, but, um, so yeah, it comes up in all these articles about movie Merkins and she didn't even fucking wear one. What? What? Um, I do have an article we're going to end with that I haven't read yet. I opened it so I can react in real time. It is from 2010, and it is called 14 Famous Merkins, written by Tracy Egan Morrissey of Pot Psychology Podcast and Jezebel. Uh, and we, we'll read that. We'll read that in the end. We're almost there. All right. So, yeah. And so, like, in filmmaking, they could wear this little lace front woven into a, a transparent G-string because, like, they're not worried about penetration. They just need these fake pubes to stay in place to cover the labes. To cover the labes. Um, and apparently, like, in Shakespearean theater, uh, like, men in that era where men played male and female parts, if there was a nude part on stage, they'd put a big, giant merkin on a male actor so that it was it was big enough to conceal his penis. We're talking about European penises, so I guess it doesn't have to be that big of a merkin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to get so many angry uh, texts from white people being like, uh, hashtag not all Europeans. I know, boo-boo. I fucked white dudes. I fuck them all the time. Uh, I know what those dingle dangles look like. Wide variety. Um, but in this scenario, I just picture that like old timey English dicks were smaller. I don't know why. I just picture that they were little. And you know what it is? It's because in Renaissance art, Dicks are really small, but that's because that a large phallus was considered vulgar and like animalistic and like a sign of low intelligence. And so when they would artistically um, depict the male form, they'd put a little dingle dangle on it because that was seen as more refined. Um, and that's why, like, for example, on Michelangelo, what's it? No, Michelangelo's David, he has such a teeny little weenie. Uh, not because men proportionally had little wieners, but just, like, that was thought to be more dignified to have a little one. Um, and because of Renaissance art, now I picture all old-timey English cock to be quite small. But uh, it, it must have been normal the way, you know what I mean? Um so, yeah, in movies, they use uh, the, the merkin to, to conceal the genitals or be more period accurate. Um, Ten years ago, there was a whole thing because American Apparel put merkins on their mannequins, like displaying their lingerie in a window. And people were like, and they were like big merkins. They looked like, it, honestly, it looked like an Afro wig that they stuffed in the pants of these mannequins. 
Um, and people were like, oh my God. But that's kind of American apparel shtick. Like they would have sexy women with armpit hair and pubes. And it was more like they were, even in the 2000s, they were very anti-eyebrow plucking. So like there was like company memos of like types of eyebrows that were and were not acceptable. So like a Gwen Stefani was a no-go. A Brooke Shields was a hell yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, they did some markings on their mannequins. That was a big deal. I found some fashion shows that incorporated colored markings to match the outfits. And that was kind of fun. They also are often depicted in drag shows. Cause like, that's a funny gimmick, right? A dude tucks his dick in his booty cheeks and then slaps a merkin on the front of it. And then can like flash it and be like, woo. Um, and what else? Apparently an erotic accessory like, it can be like, oh, I'm going to wear this American. Mm, it's so cushy. And maybe I should start wearing American so there's some sort of padding for your dad when he rails me out. Because, like, it's fucking, it's skin on pubic bone. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got no cushion for the pushing. I might need a big, fluffy American. I've seen some made out of just, like, the faux fur you buy at Joann's. Um, they looked like kind of maybe they, people were wearing them in a Burning Man setting. Anyways, Merkins. Okay. And just when I think that I don't have enough material for a whole episode, we're already over a half hour in of me talking. Uh, okay, okay. Merkins on screen. The 14 uh, most famous Merkins. Where's this fucking list? Okay, okay. Uh, all right, this list has Kate Winslet in the reader. Um, and what are we at? Uh, Amy Landecker for A Serious Man. She tried to grow out her pubic hair for a sunbathing scene because uh, the movie took place in 1967, but she couldn't, so she got a wig. Um, none of these movies I've seen. Uh, for the bottomless party scene in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, the girls all wore Merkins to avoid an NC-17 rating. There we go. It's got a still shot of a woman with her pubes dyed as the American flag. Uh, nude extras in the bank job set in 1971. They're saying these are the most famous Merkins. I've never seen these fucking movies. Okay, uh, Sasha, Sasha Gray, who's a famous porn star, and we all know she doesn't have pubes because we are all familiar with her work. Yeah, her body kind of looks like mine. Um, okay, hey. She was on Entourage, uh, but she had a Merkin on, so probably the same thing for the ratings to cover it up. Um, let's see, uh, some actress in 1984. Oh, she kind of looks like me too, but her tits aren't saggy. Okay. I'm a narcissist. Uh, haven't seen that movie. Patricia Arquette made her own Merkin from random prop hair she found on the set of Human Nature saying, look, I'm not going to show my own pubes down there. Human Nature also was a movie I think about really hairy people, so you needed pubes. Uh, episode of Sex in the City where Kim Cattrall, like, she finds out one of her pubes are gray, so she doesn't want to shave her wax because uh, her boyfriend likes a full bush, so she tries to bleach her pubes, um, but it came out the wrong color, and they are orange, and that's where she drops trow, and she's like, look at me, I'm Bozo the Bush. And you won't see the crotch shot in the replays on E, but in the HBO version, it was there. Uh, what do we got next? 
Heidi Klum wore a uh, orange heart-shaped merkin uh, for her role in Blow Dry, another movie I have not seen. Uh, Mary Louise Parker in Angels in America. Um, we got Alana Ubox pubes in waiting. I think because they were like throwing things in her pubes. Like she lifts up her skirt and there's like little paper nuggets or something. And Anna Ferris in Scary Movie. Dude, that was so anticlimactic. None of those movies fucking matter. None of those movies matter. Um, but that's, there you have it, the Merkin. There's not really, uh, there's not a lot of history on it. Not a lot of recorded history. Had nothing to do with syphilis. Everything to do with lice. Now it's used in movies. You might have fun using one for sex. And on that note, I'm going to go get some caffeine before I come home and edit this bitch. Um, but you guys have a happy hump day. We have fun. Bye.